Welcome to Passion Life Church. Today I've entitled today's message, Dealing with Detours. Dealing with Detours. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 27, verse 21. You know, there's nothing like heading out on a vacation. There's nothing like getting ready to go somewhere. And for those of us that have families, you pack up the car. You make sure you get everything your kids need. Then you got to actually look at your children. Make sure they are dressed correctly. Come on, somebody. Right? You have your young kids trying to get in the car. You're like, you cannot get in the car naked. You have to put some clothes on. Right? You are not going dressed as Adam and Eve. You have to tell your, you know, three-year-old daughter and your four-year-old son, go put the right clothes on. They don't listen to you. Then you have to threaten to call the cops. You say, listen, I'm going to call the cops and they're going to come arrest you for streaking. You cannot go like this. You go put some clothes on. I don't know what it is about young kids not wanting to wear clothes. I don't know why they don't shower. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just my child. Maybe it's not yours, but help me and pray for me if you would. You finally get them in the car and then you count them because you want to make sure you don't arrive at the destination that you are going to and forget one of the kids like you did last time. Come on, somebody. So you need to count and make sure everybody's there. You get all excited and you have your destination. You put it in your GPS. All right. Is everybody ready to go to McDonald's? So here, here we, here we go. Hey guys, would you just put the, um, the dealing with, um, detours, uh, Uh, title slide up there for me. Let's not go to the scripture yet. Thanks. Uh, Because then people read the scripture and and they're they're not, they're not listening. So you finally put the GPS into, uh, you know, your, your destination into the GPS. You're all excited where you're going. I don't know. It's for Thanksgiving or wherever you're, you're driving out to LA or whatever. And then on your way, after you did all that, you see the detour sign. And the GPS didn't even really tell you. It didn't navigate at this point. And you see that detour sign. And guess what happens, right? Now you are officially rerouted and your plans, your time that you estimated that would, you would get there is really irrelevant. Have you, how many of you have ever experienced a detour? Let, let me see your hands in life. You know, as I was praying over this week, I really felt like um, there are some people, because this is what can happen in our life. Our life, we can actually have detours. It's a lot like planning a trip. And I've been talking to so many people this last year, and I know in my own life that they feel like they're on a detour right now. There are people who are, are actually, they, they wanted to live in San Diego, but they ended up in Temecula and, and they're kind of on a detour. And this is their plan. This is their goal that, you know what, after a couple of years, we're going to get back to San Diego. But you know, the reality of it is, is that life, I don't know if you've realized this, has twists and turns. How many of you, how many of you noticed that? It hasn't been a, a straight line. For me, myself, at the same time, you know, for, for the last two years, it's just been a, a little tough. And I believe some of you may even think that you're on a detour right now. You may, the things that are happening in your life, you may just go, man, you know, Pastor Phil, I feel like I'm on a detour right now. I never imagined that I would be right here. I never imagined that I would be in a divorce or going through the divorce proceedings. I, I never, I never thought that these things would have happened to me. And it's not what you planned. You're in a moment where it's not what you could ever expect that this would be your life would be. 
Well, today, here's what I want to do. I want to look at the life of Paul, and I want to look at how he handled the detour in his life. Because as before we get into Acts chapter 27, verse 21, I want to set this up. Paul has been arrested. He's preaching the gospel. He's doing everything right, right? He's doing everything right. But when he went before the Jews, they weren't treating him correctly, he felt like. So he used his advantage. Paul was a Roman uh, citizen. So he says, I need to appeal and I need to go before Caesar. And so the destination for Paul was he's going to get to Rome. He's got to go before Caesar. And what's going to happen is on the way to Caesar, he is going to experience storms. He's going to experience a detour. And we're going to pick it up right here where Paul is on a boat. There's a huge storm. And he actually had told the captain of the guard, he says, we should not go down. Now is not a good time to, uh, to travel. There's going to be storms. We could lose our lives. We could lose the ship. But how many of you know they didn't listen to Paul, right? They didn't listen to the prisoner. He's literally in chains. So they decide to go out. Acts chapter 27, verse 21. It says, but after long absence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and had not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid. Say, do not be afraid. Come on, say it louder. Say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Yet all of those who sail with you, therefore take heart for I believe. Let me read that again because it's important. Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. This is what he saw in this vision that the angel told him. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart. Everybody say that with me. Say take heart. Take heart, men, for I believe God, it will be just as he told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. There's reasons why detours happen in our life. The first reason is because God can bring a detour into your life. You know, Paul was a man who was uh, murdering Christians, and then he saw a bright light, and that bright light was Jesus. How do you know it was Jesus, Phil? Because he said, he said, Paul, why are you, he actually said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Paul um, was, was Saul. And, uh, and now uh, in the new Testament, he's called, uh, Paul after uh, his, his life was changed. And so Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? So on the road to Damascus, on the road to murder more Christians, he sees this light, he falls off his horse. And now all of a sudden his life is detoured. And I'm thankful when God brings detours in my life because he brought one to me. And I'm going to tell you this, God oftentimes doesn't just bring a detour in your life. Oftentimes he'll give you a whole new destination. Can I hear a good amen? See, I was on the ACDC song that was called the highway to hell. I don't, you probably never heard it because you're, you're good Christian people, but it was called the highway to hell. That was my destination at 19 years old. But I'm thankful that God not only detoured my life, but he gave me a whole new destination. And I'm not on the highway to hell, but heaven is my home. I have a whole new, how many of you are on the way to heaven? And God has given you a whole new, 
destination, right? And so what happens is that God can detour our life. He can give us a whole new destination like he did for Paul. But let me tell you another, why, another reason that detours happen in our life. The devil will try to detour you. The devil will try. How, how does he do that? Pastor Phil, listen. I mean, uh, listen to my church family. He has no power over you. He is defeated, but here's what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to tempt you so you will detour you. So you will make a decision that will detour yourself. But the devil loves to use fear. Do you remember Jesus was getting in the boat with his disciples? He said, we are going to go to the other side. And there was a huge storm. And as they arrived, they finally arrived to the other side. There was a man who was uh, possessed with devils. Do you remember that? The whole reason the storm was there because there was a man who was going to be free. And the enemy knew that. So he brought a storm to try to intimidate the disciples, to try to bring fear into the disciples, but they had a word that said, we are going to the other side. So the enemy doesn't have any power, but he's going to try to tempt you to make decisions that will detour you. But here's number three, and this is what I want to focus on today. There's a reason, there's another reason why people's, uh, uh, people's, people have detours. And number three is because of other people's decisions in your life. I've talked to so many people in 20 something years of ministry that they're divorced and that wasn't what they wanted. They did everything right. They tried to hold the family together, but it was the other person's decision that now detoured their life. Are you glad you came to church today? And so what happens is they're being affected by somebody else's decisions. And I think more often than not, this is where we land. We land here because oftentimes it is the decisions of other people that is, is detouring us. This is what Paul is in right now. Paul is, is experiencing the decisions of other people because he told them, he said, let's not, let's not uh, go at this time. There's too many storms. Let's not do that. But here's what I want to do. I want to give us today five ways that you can deal with your detour because God wants you to get to your destination. Let me say that again. God does want you to get to your destination. Here's number one. Here's how we deal with the detours in our life. We have to understand that vision keeps the destination in sight. Do you know that um, despite the storm, the Bible says that it was literally the, the waves were, were, were banging against the boat. Paul continues to press into God. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in a, in a detour right now, you need to continue to press into God despite what's happened to you. Because here's what happens. Paul has a vision. And the Bible says that he sees an angel and the angel tells him, Paul, you're going to reach your destination. That's what the, the, uh, the angel says. And my church family, this shows me that in a detour, it's so important that we have a vision, that you and I have a vision of the destination. And this is my prayer today. My prayer today is that God would give you a fresh revelation of the finish line for your life. I love Paul because Paul said, I have finished my race. He's the one at the end of his life. He says, I finished my course. So with all the detours that came into his life, he did get to his final destination. And for us today as the church, 
for you in your personal life, I am praying that God would give you a revelation of the finish line, keeping the finish line, a vision of the finish line. And we know this, we, we do this when we're on our way somewhere and, somewhere and we hit traffic and what, what, what do we do? We, we think about when we get there, I'm gonna see grandma or when we get there, you know, we're gonna have this and we're gonna eat this. And we constantly remind ourselves of getting there to the destination. My church family, that's vision. That's what we have to continue to do, even in the spirit, is to remind ourselves and to have a vision. But let me just tell you what vision is. I'm not talking about just looking with mere sight. A vision is actually seeing with a godly revelation. Watch this. It's not eyesight, it's insight. Come on, somebody. It's understanding that there is a finish line and what God has for me. Now, I'm going to tell you something. What's unfortunate for many people is in the detour, they get lost. And I'm gonna tell you why they get lost because they don't know what their final destination is. They don't know their purpose, right? This vision helped Paul to realize, listen, you're not gonna die in this detour. You are going to get to the, the, the final destination. And so Paul understood this detour is not my final destination, but it is very possible, my church family, to get lost in the detail, in the, in the detour. What, what do you mean by that, Phil? Because if you don't know where your destination is, if you don't know what the win is, if you don't know what the goal is, then you will be lost. And I'm not just talking about salvation. There are people who are lost and they have not received Jesus, but oh, my church family, they are Christians who still do not know their purpose. They don't know what the win is. So it's not, it's like the detour is lasting for a long time and they're lost because they have forgotten even what the purpose of their life is. Come on, somebody. They forgot, what am I living for? What is this all about? What is the win? And I wanna ask you today, what is the vision for your life? Go to work, pay bills, retire, go to heaven. Is that your vision? Because that's what most people live for. Life is all about going to work, paying bills. If I get a vacation, thank you, Jesus, but then I'm going to heaven and we out. Is that your vision? The Bible says without a vision, people perish. Can I tell you my vision that has been going over and over in my mind is me standing before the Lord and the Lord saying, well done, good and faithful bill payer. Is that what he's going to say? I have a vision of standing before God where he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. See, for some people, this is what God's going to say. Oh, you're, you're surprised you got here, huh? I don't want to just get there. When I get there, I want to fulfill the purpose and the destiny that God has for my life. But what is your vision? What is the, the vision? My church family, listen, if you aim at nothing, you will get nothing every single time. What are you aiming for? And you know what's interesting is I talk to people, they're so stressed out. And I'm like, are you even having any fulfillment? Because I don't mind stressing a little bit for the goal, but to stress and have no goal for my life? My goal is to sit on my couch after I retire? That's the goal? Maybe that's why you're stressed. 
But when you have a vision, right? A vision, right? That's what I want. I want to be able to stand before God. He said, Phil, you did your purpose. You understood why I put you on the planet. You understood your gifts and your talents. And one of the things you understood, Phil, was life was not just all about you. There are actually going to be people in heaven because of you, Phil, because of the ministry that I gave you. My church family, life is not all about work. God has a calling for your life and it's to infect others other people with the gospel of Jesus Christ to be contagious so that when you show up to heaven, there's thousands of other people that are there with you because your life made a difference. What is your vision? Can I hear a good amen today? So we have to keep the destination in sight. I have a vision. I have a vision for this church to see more people coming, to see the seats full of people. I have a vision for that. That's what keeps me going. Even on days like this where people can't come to church, I'm like, man, you know what? We have a vision. Can I hear a good amen today? The Bible talks about this storm that Paul is in now. He's a prisoner. And I want you to catch this picture because detours can get really dark sometimes. Paul is in this ship and the Bible says this. The storm is so bad that they could not even see the sun or any trace of stars for days. In other words, there was no light at all for days. Total, total darkness. I don't know if you've ever been in darkness like that. Um, there's a time in Russia, if you're ever in that nation, there's a time, I think between uh, December 2nd and maybe January 1st, that the sun does not come out. Because of the way that the earth turns, it's, it's total darkness. I have been there in part of that time. Uh, I've been to Russia. I've been to other countries, Estonia, in that area. And it is very dark. People are, are, are drinking. People are passing out just because of the darkness, because they can't see. Even though they know it's going to end, in the darkness, they make decisions that hurt their, their life. And Paul can't even see the sun. He can't even see the stars. But listen to what Paul says in Acts 27, verse 25 that we read. He said, therefore, take heart, man. He's telling the other people on the boat, for I believe God, I believe God that it will be just as he told me. It will be just as he told me. Here's number two, if we're gonna deal with our detours like Paul did, the word has the power to show us the way. Paul is standing on a word that he got from God. Can I ask you a question? Do you have a word from God? Do you have a word? You know, when we started this church, uh, man, I, I, I love, my, my, it's my favorite, my, my favorite portion of scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. When the Lord is your shepherd, he takes care of all of your needs. I had, we had a word from God. We still, we hold on to that word all of the time. But my church family, listen, Paul knew what God had told him. God knew what the, Paul knew what the the final destination was and he had a word on it. And the word was, you will go before uh, Caesar. My church family, we have to hide this word in our heart so we won't sin against God. Let me say it this way. We have to hide the word in our heart when we don't need it so it's there when we do need it. My church family, We can't forget in the dark what God told us in the light. We can't do it. Now I want to go a little bit deeper. Do you know that in the New Testament, the word darkness sometimes in the Greek means ignorance. It means ignorance. 
And so the Bible says in Psalms 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp, it's light. Watch, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word also says, watch this, the entrance of your word brings light. It brings light. So this implies to us that we need a lamp when it's dark. And my church family, I just want to tell you, in dark times, you have a lamp. It's called the word of God. That when you can't see because it's so dark, you have to read. You have to read. And so here's what, what, what's amazing is that this word will illuminate when it'll illuminate what I can't see, but it also brings knowledge to what I don't know. Because that's what happens a lot of times when we're in, a, in a, a detour of our life. Things that we thought we knew, we don't know anymore. And we don't, we don't know how to navigate this. We've never been here before. But how many of you know if you will have a word from the Lord and you will stand on it, you will have light even when it's dark. Come on, somebody. You know, there are people that in the Bible that died in their detour. Do you remember the children of Israel? They were freed freed from Egypt. God gave them a word. I have a land filled with milk and honey for you, my children. He would part the Red Sea. They would get to the precipice of the land of Canaan. They would send 12 spies in and two of the spies says, man, we can do it. There's giants in the land, but we can do it. The other 10 spies says, nope, we can't do it. Listen, we know what God said, but we don't believe what God said. They had a self-induced detour for 40 years. The, that generation all died in the desert. Why? Because of their unbelief and because they did not have the attitude that Paul had that said, God, it will be as you told me. It doesn't matter how big the giants are. It will be as you told us. And only Joshua and Caleb reached their final destination when others died in the detour. Is this too much for a Sunday morning? Now watch this. Pastor Phil, this is so good. I just need a word. I need a vision. And man, I'm going to make it. Yeah, it's good. But for Paul, it's going to get worse. He has a word. He has a vision. But it got worse before it, get be it got better. The storm was so violent that it, the waves were beating on the boat that the boat starts to break apart. And here's what I know about the Bible. Oftentimes the boat represents our lives, right? We say, is Jesus in the boat of your life when you're going through a storm? But for some people in the detour, it feels like their life is just breaking apart. This ship starts to break apart. It says it's so bad that what happens is, is all, all of the people on the ship they start to grab onto pieces of the boat because that's all they have. They have a piece, listen, of once what was what once was. They have a piece of a boat that's no longer even there. Now it's all in pieces. But I got some good news for you today. And I hope this really encourages you like it encourages me. See, what these men didn't know is that on this ship with Paul, they didn't realize that even though they only had pieces of the boat, they were still making progress. Oh, let, 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 you, ready to get, you ready to get real today? They grabbed on to the pieces and they started swimming. And what they didn't even realize is that with these pieces and them swimming, they're still making progress. Here's number three. 
if we're going to deal with our detours correctly, we have to realize that progress happens in pieces. You know, when Jesus came into the earth, he didn't come as a full-blown 33-year-old man with a beard. He came as a, a baby. And the Bible says this, he grew in wisdom and stature. There was a process. There was progress. How did it happen? It happened in stages. Can I tell you that this is how success happens in our life? It happens, watch, in steps. That success in our life happens in steps. And what they didn't really understand until they saw the island, when they grabbed onto the pieces of the boat, all of a sudden they see this island. They're making progress. Listen, it's not the final destination yet, but they are making progress. Come on, say that with me. Say, I'm making progress. Come on, say it loud. Say, I'm making progress. See, I think we think progress has to be instant all the time, but, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Progress, uh, uh, progress is a process, right? And so to heading into any destination, you know this, right? The process is steps. We have to make decisions. Where are we going to go? How long is it going to take to get the family ready? Uh, how much gas is it going to take? There is steps that we have to, to look. But I want, it's interesting. They see this island and the Bible says that this island is called Malta. Everybody say Malta. I thought this is interesting because I don't believe there's anything in the Bible that is insignificant. So I looked up the word Malta in the Greek and it means this, it means honey. And I thought, honey? Well, and then I realized what honey is significant of in the Bible. Remember, the, the, uh, God told the children of Israel, I'm going to give you a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. So honey in the Bible represents abundance and it represents God's providence, supply. And it's interesting because they have this, this, this small piece of wood that they are peddling and yet they're going towards some provision. Listen, my church family, it wasn't everything. It wasn't the final destination, but God is going to use this island. You're going to see what's going to happen in their detour to get them to the final destination. And so here's what I want us to understand. Even when in the detour, God will give you little bits sometimes of provision for process. And we need to be thankful, even though it's not the final destination, my church family, whatever's happening when God does something good in the detour, we need to say, thank you, God. Thank you for this. Because it's a step. It's a step in the process. It's a step. My church family, you know how we follow God? By steps. Psalms 37, 23. It's the step of a good man that is ordered by the Lord. I know oftentimes we talk about leaps of faith. No, just take a step. Take a step. You know what I love about you being here today? You know what I love about you watching today? Today was a step for you. Today was another day that you got up. Another day that God's mercies were new for you. It was another day where you make a decision. Hey, I'm coming to church. I'm going to grow. My church family, I'm just telling you, in 20-something years, of, of ministry. I have watched people not take a step. Even when it comes to church, they miss one week, watch, and then they miss another week. And then you know what? Oh, it's three weeks. And then by the time that they come back, it's already been two months that they have been out and they will even tell you, I, mean, I don't even know what's been going on. I don't even know and understand. I understand you missed a step. 
because we don't think about steps being big because we want process to be instant, progress to be instant. It doesn't work that way with God. You know what? Follow God today, right? Pick up your word today. Just pray today. You guess what it is? It's a step. Can I hear a good amen today? Because success happens in steps. Take a step. And this is what they're doing. They're heading towards Malta. Now they arrive on Malta. They're received very well, right? I can't imagine these people on Malta. They're like, yeah, people are coming to visit. Yeah. They're received very well. And then Paul puts his hand as they built a fire. He puts his hand by the fire. And the Bible says a venomous snake comes out and bites and latches on to Paul. Now my church fan, I'm just going to tell you something. When I was reading this, and I was thinking about my detours in my life. This does not compare. You're shipwrecked, right? You almost die. You finally get to the, uh, the island. Now you're bit by a snake. Come on, somebody. That, that, that's, that's not a good day. And so this, the, the, um, the snake latches on to Paul. And what's interesting is that all the people in Malta are watching how Paul reacts. They're actually expecting him to die. You know what's interesting, and I want to say this, I think it's so important. When you're going through your detour, you just really need to understand that people are watching you. Parents, I can't flip out on my detour because I got a little disciple who's a 12-year-old who's watching dad with his detours. And if I don't do and handle my detour correctly and deal with it correctly... I may have a son that for the rest of his life may not deal with his either because he said, if my dad couldn't do it. And I just, it, we need to understand this because some people, they use their detour as an excuse just to flip out. And you need to understand for us as children of God, there is a world out there that the Bible says is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And so they are looking and watching how we handle it because if they say you profess to be a Christian, but you can't even handle your detours, why should I be a Christian anyway? And so Paul gets bit by this venomous snake. They're all watching him. And here's what I felt like the Lord put in my heart as I read this. Paul, the Bible says, I guess he heard the Taylor Swift song, but he started to shake it off. And he just shake it off. Come on, somebody say shake it off. He gets this venomous snake and he starts to shake it off. And here's what I felt like the Lord told me. He said, Phil, guess what? It's not the bite that kills you. It's the venom that kills you. See, when I went to Bible college, man, I was so excited about helping people. I didn't want the, past, the, the title of a pastor. I actually was helping people. And I had other people in my life say, you know what you're doing is pastoral. You're, you're a pastor. I was like, what? Really? I, I don't know. I just want to help people. So I went to Bible college. and took all of these classes on how to preach. And am I doing okay on my preaching Okay, I think I passed that class. I'm not sure, but, but we'll, we'll see. And um, no, I passed it. But they taught us a lot about church. But one of the things they didn't teach us is that not only do snakes bite, but they also taught us that, uh, actually they didn't teach us, that sheep bite too. See, as a pastor in the Bible, I'm like a shepherd and people are considered sheep. Jesus said, right, my sheep know my voice. So I'm the pastor, right? You are the sheep of the congregation. But see, I never thought that I would be bitten by a sheep. I, would, I never thought that somebody that I tried to help would hurt me. 
But here's the reality. I can't control being hurt. But what I can control is to make sure that it doesn't turn into the poison of bitterness. In life, you cannot control what happens to you, but you can control what happens in you. My church family, I cannot, I cannot control if I'm bitter or not, but I can control whether that poison turns into bitterness. And some things that we are going to have to do is we're going to have to just shake it off. Here's number four. If we're going to deal with our detours like Paul, we have to realize forgiveness is our defense against offense. You and I are living in a day today where people are offended for every little thing. It's getting crazy. And the only way you're going to make it to the destination that God has for you is you're going to have to realize people will hurt you. You can't stop being bit, but you can stop the poison from getting inside of you. Listen, my church family, I want to remind you, Paul is here because of other people. It is so easy for him to be bitter and upset because it was not what he wanted, right? But Paul made a decision that he's going to shake this off. And you know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about even in our church, how many people I've tried to help and then they would backstab me or they would talk negatively. And I'm just like, man, I just wanted to help you. But then I started to think about it. You know what? I may have been affected by your decisions, but I'm not going to be infected by your decisions. Because when it gets in here, that's when the poison can, can kill. So we have to decide, my church family, listen, we have to decide what latches onto us is going to stay or are we going to shake it off? Because I'm telling you, we've got about, I don't know, 50 something uh, days till Christmas and the new year. And we're going to have to decide are the same things that have been latching onto us in 2022 are going to make it into 2023 or are you going to shake it off? Are you going to be free? Are you going to forgive? And you're going to make it to your final destination. Are you going to die in the detour full of bitterness? Come on, somebody. And I know what they did hurt. I understand. I could tell you story after story. Some of you wouldn't even believe the things that we have experienced in the good Christian church with good Christian people. But you know what I know? Oh, you can hurt me, but you're not going to poison me. And you know what? I'm going to shake it off because I'm not going to allow this to be latched onto my life. Can I hear a good amen today? Do you know? Yeah, you can give the Lord a good round of applause because I, I feel like this is good stuff. We, 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 we all need it. And I, I want you to know something. These people, when Paul was bit, they were watching and the Bible says they expected him to die. And here's what's funny. The Bible says they were thinking, man, because he got bit with this snake, he must be a murderer. Man, there's something wrong with him. Now, I want to tell you something about my life, about church life. Church people are imperfect. I'm an imperfect person. There's no perfect church. You can hop as much as you want from church to church to church. And you know what you're going to find? People. And you know what you're going to find when you find people? You're going to find imperfection. Come on, somebody, today. Until we get to, and so we have to navigate this. 
But I can understand what Paul is feeling because they're all looking at him because we've been hurt to the point. And I thank God he's so helped us. But I have literally seen people walk out of this church and here's what they did. I know that they did this because it was told to me and, and, I, and this through other evidence. They walked out, they were mad. They tried to take people with them and then they turned around and they wanted to watch us die as a church. But can I just say by the glory of God today, we are still here, we are still moving forward and God is good. I know what you did to me, but I want to tell you, everybody who's watching, it didn't get in me. Thank you, Lord, because I have a final destination. Yeah, it was a detour, but you know what? I'm going to shake it off, and this is what I love. Yeah, come on. You can give the Lord a good round of applause at Passion Life Church. And it's funny because people can be so ficky, fickle because they're looking at him going, man, he's a murderer. That's why, that's why this happened to him. He got bit by a snake. He shakes it off. And then when they see that he's healthy, nothing has happened to him. They say, no, he's a God. He must be a God. My church family, hear me. The Bible says that there was 276 people and their lives were saved because of the way Paul dealt with his detour. And not only 276 people, but what we're going to see as we close today, there were many more people who were impacted by Paul. My church family, please hear what I'm about to say. It's possible to be in a detour and still be influential. To still be influential. Paul had to get to Rome, not only to stand before Caesar, but Paul is going to change Rome, man. He's got an impact on his life. Here's the last one for today, number five. If we're going to handle our detours the way Paul did, we need to serve someone. You know, Paul is miraculously healed. There's no poisonous venom in his body. And then he learns that somebody, a prominent person on the island, they're sick. Their father was really sick. I'm going to tell you something, and I believe this is so relevant. I just can't tell you, and it's my own life too. In the detour, we can get so self-absorbed. This is why serving someone else will help you. It's biblical. I'm going to show you here. Paul could have sat in a corner moping and said, I don't know how I got here, putting his feet together, going, there's no place like home. 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 That's not what he did. Somebody was sick on the island. And watch this. In Paul's detour, he starts a healing revival. He goes to pray for this man. And the man who had a fever, it was really bad, gets healed. Paul is doing ministry in his detour. My church family, when the word got out that people were getting healed, guess what? The Bible says, listen to this. Paul's in a detour. The Bible says they started bringing sick people on this island to Paul and all of them got healed in the middle of Paul's detour. Can I just encourage you today? While you're waiting wait on somebody else. While you're waiting for God to get you to where you need to be, listen, wait on somebody else. 
Why is it so important? What happened? What was the result of what Paul did? Here's where we close today. Acts chapter 28, verse 10. Listen, they also honored us in many ways. All these people are healed. Paul ministered. He's serving people. Watch. And they also honored us in many ways. And when we departed, listen to these words, they provided such things that were necessary. In the middle of all of these miracles that Paul, that God allowed Paul to do, what they didn't even realize was it was those people that were actually going to provide for them another ship. And the Bible says everything they needed to get to the final destination. Because they decided to serve someone in the midst of their own suffering, my church family. Listen, it wasn't only 276 people who were saved by Paul. The Bible says everyone around him was saved on that ship. Not one person would die because of the way that Paul handled his detour. But not only that, other people were healed in those moments. In my church family, this is something that I see and you hear me talk about throughout the Bible. Joseph was detoured. He had a vision. He had a dream. He was in a pit, but he didn't forget what God had showed him. He was in prison. He didn't forget what God showed showed him. But in the midst of the prison, there were two uh, people who used to work with Pharaoh, the butler and the baker, and they both had dreams. And you know, Joseph could have said, hey, I'm not going to help you with my dream. I'm on a detour. Until my dream happens, then I'll see about helping yours. That is most people's mentality. But it's not what I see in the gospel. And it's not what I see when, of those who got into their final destination. Joseph was willing, listen, to serve somebody else's dream and interpret their dream when his own dream hadn't happened yet. And it was that serving their dream that brought him before Pharaoh. Abraham is waiting years for a son. He had a promise, my church family, and it never came to pass until he was a hundred years old. But here's what I see in the Bible. When he goes before the King Amalek of the Philistines and none of them can have children, Listen, Abraham can't have children either. The Bible says Abraham starts to pray for the king of the Philistine for him and his wife and all of his concubines to have babies. Guess what? And they all become pregnant. The Bible says the next chapter, Sarah conceived. Sarah gets pregnant with Isaac. Why? Because they're serving someone even though what they're going for hasn't happened yet. It's the same thing that Paul is doing. If you're gonna wait till everything happens the way you feel like it needs, to happen to serve somebody and love somebody, you may never get there. I wrote this down in my notes because here's what Paul was doing. If you're taking notes, write this down. He was helping other people arrive at their destination, even though he had not completely arrived at his. What do I mean by that? Somebody who was detoured by sickness, he was praying for, helping them get to their destination. And guess what God did? He's so faithful. The Bible says what you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. Because I'm going to end with this, my church family. 
it's not all about you. There are people who know less than you. They don't have this word. There are people who are hurting worse than you. And I'm telling you, my church family, the world needs what you have. This is why the enemy tries to get us all so self-absorbed in our own world that we won't help somebody else. And I want to encourage you today. You have what it takes. You have what you, what it, what, what you need to help other people, to serve other people. And guess what? Don't be surprised if God uses that to get you to your final destination. Come on. Did you receive that this morning? Can you give the Lord a good round of applause today? Would you all stand with us? And let's pray. I want to remind you today, you're in a detour. The enemy wants you to think that this is the final destination. Malta was good, but it wasn't the final destination. It was, it was what God used to propel them to the next step. And I just want to encourage you today, my church family. I don't want you to get lost I don't want you to get discouraged in the detour to think it's all over. They could have thought that when the ship started breaking apart. But I'm telling you, you made a step today. You're watching today. You're listening today. You're taking a step today. There are some of you even in this house, you feel like you're in a detour, but you're serving other people. You're doing exactly what Joseph did. You're doing exactly what Abraham did. You're doing exactly what Paul did. And I'm telling you, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. I said, you're going to get there. Come on. We're not going to die in the detour. We're getting to our final destination. I want to say that again. We're not dying in the detour. We're going to get to our final destination. Can you give the Lord a good round of applause today? Woo. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you today. Thank you today for your word. Lord, some of us, we are. We feel like the darkness is all around. We feel like we don't know what to do. But it's your word that has the power to show us the way. It's light today. It's bringing light today. It's showing us pieces. It's showing us visions of, of the future, the finish line, that we're going there, that we're going to finish our race in the name of Jesus. We're not going to die in the detour. We're going forward in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God. Today, I pray. Lord, give us a fresh vision of our purpose, a fresh vision of the finish line for us. See, my race may not be your race, but your race isn't mine. But what's important is that you finish your race. You finish your race. It's a season. This will pass in Jesus' name. It will pass, my church family. God is good. And today his word is bringing light to you in the darkness. It always does. And you know what? I want to congratulate you because you're taking steps. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be because there's progress. And sometimes that happens in pieces. Today's another day. You're going forward. And my church family, even if things get worse, you keep his word in front of you. You keep serving. You keep giving. Watch what our God will do. And Father, today we honor you. And Lord, I pray that we would see the Maltas in our life, the honey that you bring 
Even it may not be everything, but there's bread for today, your word says. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, that today there's provision. Today we're one step closer. Today we're moving forward. The boat was fragmented, God, but they were still moving forward. And I thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for your strength today. Before we close, I just want to pray this. Lord, I pray that today you would give us the strength to forgive those who have hurt us. To forgive. It's not the hurt that kills us. It's the bitterness. And Lord, I pray that today we would, like Paul, shake things off and not allow things to be latched onto our lives. Whether that be things that are said about us, And Lord, forgive us if we have allowed what people have said to start. To consume our identity. It's latched onto us. And so today, Lord, I pray for people here. For freedom as we forgive. That you say today, today I shake off this thing. I will not be bitter. I may be a victim, but I'm not going to be venomous. I'm not going to die in the detour. I will get to where God wants me to be. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I just want to take a couple more seconds. I I really believe right now that God is, is working in your life. This is a word for all of us. It's a word in season. And God's moving you forward because he loves you. And let's be like Paul and said, it's going to be just like you told me it would be, God. No matter what I see, no matter what I feel, it will be as your word said. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Come on, say it. Say, I'm going to make it. Come on, say it loud. I'm going to make it. One more time, really loud. I'm going to make it. How many of you believe that? If you do, give the Lord one more great round of applause today. Hey, listen, don't be upset if you're going through a detour. We all do. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so you may say, Pastor Phil, this is good, but you know, my life is, is really, really going good. It's, yeah, well, you, you should listen to this message because tomorrow it may be different. Come on, somebody, right? And so we love you. Listen, next- Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.